Has he practiced since? A Navy man quoting John Paul Jones. Peter K. Navarro in for Stephen K. Bannon. You are in Stephen K. Bannon's war room. And I have a really special guest for you. I'm not going to announce who it is. Just bring him on in. Hey, well, thank you. Thank you very much. By the way, I, 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 there's more footage and we'll play it tomorrow. But I really want to thank the uh, audience uh, for Get Her Live. The live, uh, the live stream is fantastic. And Peter, look, here's the bottom line. Signal, not noise. Today, the audience should not worry about that at all. The only thing that matters is the reason they try to chop block us. It's 60 days to go to November 8th. The, the Biden speech last week in Philadelphia was a primal scream from a, uh, a dying regime. And we're going to run the tables on these guys. The enthusiasm level, what people, what's happening right now at every level, whether it's school boards, whether it's people signing up to be poll workers, and you see... Uh, every day, uh, you know, CNN had the big thing about, oh, all the training we're doing throughout the country is illegal, and they're all going to be arrested. They're trying to come for everybody. They're not just coming for Trump. They're just not coming for Navarro. They're just not coming for Bannon. They're just not coming from all these other people they just subpoenaed on the uh, on J6, which has just happened. It's also, you know, they just impaneled a federal grand jury against Donald Trump's pack, Peter Navarro. You know, in Washington, D.C., how much is illegal Chinese money flowing around town? How much the TikToks of the world are, are buying lobbyists and buying congressmen and senators? And yet President Trump's Save America PAC, they've now announced there's a federal grand jury and they're subpoenaing people. This is not going to stop until we beat them at the ballot box. And that's what this show is all about. They're so freaked out that the war room has been a platform for the, school, for the, the, the moms and dads they call domestic terrorists at the school boards for the people that they think are illegally uh, taking training to become uh, poll workers and election judges, uh, to the people that we've uh, empowered to run for state legislatures, for the great campaigns, whether that is Carrie Lake or Joe Kent or, you know, just throughout the country that we've empowered, they are totally freaked out. They're not going to stop anything. They're totally lawless. And listen, the only, there's nobody coming to help you. And there's nobody coming to help us. We have to help ourselves in the way you do that, Peter Navarro is to win on November 8th, as you know. Victory, there's no substitute yeah. for victory. We won in 16. In Navarro, you know better than anybody. And quite frankly, in your new book, you lay it out. I mean, you, you say what the stakes are. You, dis you, you, uh, you define MAGA. You tell what the policies are. And look, I realize, we, do we need new leadership when we win? Yes. Do we need to execute? Yes. We need to do all that. But that's downrange. Right now, all it is about volunteering, getting out, getting to vote, Let's win in Arizona. Yeah. Let's win in Michigan. Let's uh, let's win in Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, across the country. This is we're ascended. The is destroying people. 
right? New York City is lawless. The irony here is that every, all the great work we did in the We Build the Wall, which we're so proud of, mm. we took around the country. Every town's a border town. Every state's a border state. To Detroit, to Cincinnati, all over the country. Today, Eric Adams has got a delegation in New York City at the border to figure out how they can handle more illegal aliens and, you know, um, uh, it, it, these illegal migrants, unauthorized migrants that are not here under any type of asylum program to take them into New York City because New York City is a sanctuary city. It's going to destroy New York City. So, no, we're not giving up. We're not backing down. And we're certainly not going to shut up. This show is only getting bigger. It's getting more vital. It's getting more urgent. And it's getting more necessary. And we're going to do everything, including I'll be back tonight and, and sitting there doing the war room and hope to have you as a guest tomorrow, Saturday, to talk about the economy. But I really appreciate you, brother, stepping in here and, uh, and, and sitting in for me. No worries, Admiral. Here's the thing that, that should grab everybody in this country. I, there was a guy, I forget his name, he always had this sign behind him, said there's, there's no conspiracies, but there's no coincidence. Who was that guy? Anyway, that guy, when you think about it, it's like when you said and reminded everybody that they did exactly the same thing in 2020, 60 days out, to take Stephen yes. K. Bannon back off yes. the table. I remember that back then, Steve. And at the time, when I saw that, it was like, yep, pure. Not only was were you a political target, but the timing accentuated how important, Steve, you are to the MAGA movement, well, how much they fear you. This show, this is Stephen K. Bannon's war room. Nobody should ever forget that. It's the number one podcast show live stream in the world in politics you are signal not noise and yes steve in your absence all i've been doing today is hammer the importance of that november election getting back the house of representatives stopping the weaponization of our government steve no we look, look peter the thing about 2020 remember i came in with what 90 days ago as ceo in 16. In 20, but here's the thing in 20, we were already talking about, Mark Elias had put out the Transition Integrity Project. We were already talking yeah. about that. I went live on Showtime, uh, the circus with John Hallman, and laid out on September 29th in detail exactly what was going to happen, how we were going to win on game day. Trump was going to be up by 800 million votes in Pennsylvania at 10, 11 o'clock at night. And I said, he should declare, and he is going to declare that he won. Not that that legally means anything, but he's taking the moral high ground. And I said the way they lay it out, it takes two weeks for these phony mail-in ballots, these uncertifiable mail-in ballots yep. to come in, and they're going to want to collect them. We're going to fight. And I said, guess what? You're not going to be able to certify the Biden electors or the Trump electors. So you're going to have to go to a contingent, as you know, Peter, better than anybody, the Green Bay suite. You're going to, and I said this yep. on September 29th, you're going to have to go to a contingent election as laid out in the Electoral Count Act of 1887. And guess what? On the morning of the 20th of January, in the year of our Lord, 2021, the House will vote by state party delegation, and Donald Trump will win uh, 27-23. Now, Jamie, little Jamie Raskin did correct me, and I think he's correct. We said Liz Cheney would never vote for Ben Navarro's plan. He's right. It would be 26-24. I give a head tip to Raskin. Yeah, yeah. It would be 26-24. Yeah. 26-24. And that's, and by the way, so that's in now 60 days. Do you think it's, listen. No conspiracies, no coincidences. Do you think no. it's a random number that is 60 days? Because they're sweating. They don't know what to do. 
they sent uh, Biden out to give the most demonic speech in American political history at any level. And they understand they're flapping around. And one of the reasons, Peter, is because of what you and Steve Cortez do every day in the war room. It just goes through the math of how the economy's falling out for working class people in this country. They can't run and hide from that. And in 60 days, there's nothing they can do about it. And they understand people are going to throw the bums out. And that's where they're trying to shut everything down. And they're not going to be successful. Well, um, we have to stay focused. I know that the posse is going to be very angry, Steve, and maybe frustrated about what they've done to you. But what I've been encouraging everybody in the posse to do is channel that anger That's right. and frustration now. I don't redoubled okay. effort don't, yeah. on it's, November. It's, it's time it's, and it's money. Like, Find a candidate like a, to it's support. Like the congressional thing, it's like the congressional contempt like this. That's all noise. The only yeah. thing we care about is your focus in volunteering and do what's free, precinct strategy, go to a school board. Whatever your talents are, use your talent. If it's to be an election official. But what we need is an army of the awakened right now. We need volunteers. And what we need to do is everybody's got to get out. with it. If we don't win this midterm, it's, it's just like losing the Clinton in 16. Okay? We must <laughs> it's stop. Over. The, if you want to have a six-year term for Trump, Win in November now. We go into the House with investigations. We impeach Biden. We do it all, right, and set the runway for Trump's return in 2024 with really have done some great work on the appropriations bill, maybe forcing the bill part of the wall. There's all types of things we can do, and that's what people have to focus on. There's nothing else that matters. Right now we got 60 days, and they start voting in 30. So people just got to man up, and we got to put a shoulder. Don't be angry about this. Just funnel your energy into something positive, and that positive is victory. There is no substitute for victory. What's interesting to me, Steve, is that everything that the Democrats are doing, everything the J6 committee is doing, everything the Justice Department's doing, everything the FBI is doing, is all predicated um, on this, this, this sandcastle uh, that the election was fair. Okay? And... When you take that off the table and you really expose the fact that this was indeed a stolen election, everything collapses. I mean, one fall, they all fall. But as soon as that big lie they're telling collapses, um, Katie bar the door. And, and the idea of a six-year runway for Donald Trump, I think, is, is absolutely right. So that's what the stakes are. Steve, and, and you, you shouldn't have to go through this crap. I mean, it's just, but, but we're targets. That's what we are. And if you go through the arc of history, 2016, you know, a preemptive coup by the FBI failed before, with the Russia before, hoax. Before, before, we, before we bounce, though, before I bounce, what you just yeah. said there is so important. And so I was telling these guys today, they said, it'd be so easy for us to say, okay, let's get them next time. We can't do that. And it's not about Trump. Read the Navarre report. If we allow this to happen, and that's why the war in Posse is so it's so locked in on this. This is why we're back in these secretaries of state. That's where they're volunteering and go to these seminars. The Politico is now saying, or CNN saying, it's now criminal activity. They're trying to they're trying to criminalize that because we understand that if we can't have a presidential election that's free and fair and transparent, we are a banana republic in this audience in this show, and we refuse to do that, and we put our sacred honor on it. Let me just say one thing. Peter Navarro is one of the smartest guys I've ever met. A Harvard PhD. He's very smart. He gets focused very smart. And I, Steve Bannon is not too shabby. Okay? 
We both went to Harvard. We both did excellent there. We will tell you the math shows that Joe Biden did not win, and we will never be. And all that's the that's the fruit of the poison tree. Everything that's come from that is come from that poison tree of his illegitimacy. He knows he's illegitimate. The Chinese Communist Party knows he's illegitimate. The Putin and the gangsters and the Kremlin know he's illegitimate. The Mullahs know he's illegitimate. The hedge fund guys throughout the world know he's illegitimate. It's not even a question, and we will never back down from that. And if they're going to bring all the law firm in the world, Navarre, and chain us up like dogs, we don't care. We're fighters. We don't care. I could care less. doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is winning, okay? And winning is winning at the ballot box and throwing these bums out into the dustbin of history. And, Steve, that's the beauty of the War Room Posse. They, they abide by the canon of Bannon. Action, action, action. And the beauty of your show, Steve, really, is that you provide the information people need to implement their actions, and whether it's the, the precinct strategy, the school boards, whether it's Kerry Lake in Arizona, Tudor Dixon in Michigan, Mastriano in Pennsylvania. You provide the information and support for these grassroots candidates that the corporate media simply does not. I'm going to be interviewing a guy named Pete Hernandez who's running out in a newly formed Latino district in California against yeah. Zoe Lofgren, who's a carpetbagger into that district of all things. And that man can't even get Kevin McCarthy to return his phone call. And he's got a great chance of winning. But the war room was there for him, Steve. Last words to you, sir. You got uh, 60 seconds. And I tell you, I tell my, you people are going to look forward to your show last, tomorrow. My last word to the show tomorrow is going to be explosive when everybody locked in at 10 a.m. And by the way, you got to get Navarro's book. It's that good. The first one was epic. The second one is even better. And I think I got a pretty good pull quote. That ad you cut with me, I think, <laughs> is the best of my pull quote. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. So buy the book. Brother, thank you. Well, look, I mean, the book is what we got to do. It's Taking Back Trump's America. That's the book. Buy it on Amazon. Take Back Trump's America. That's what we got to do. Steve, um, you are a warrior. Uh, You are channeling uh, John Paul Jones. And um, we have just begun to fight, my brother. Last words to you. And we're out. War Room Posse, let's get on fire. Oh, my brother, you have safe travels uh, back to uh, the mothership, and uh, we'll see you uh, tomorrow. We are in the war room. I am Peter K. Navarro in for that guy, Stephen K. Bannon, a true patriot. We'll be right back with Seb Gorka. It's never good when your nation's supposed authority on economic policy completely misses the flashing red lights of impending inflation. Now, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has finally admitted, quote, there's been an unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted energy and food prices and supply bottlenecks that affected our economy badly that I didn't at the time fully understand, end quote. You know who understands the real threat of inflation? People who invested in gold and silver with Birch Gold Group. They're protecting their savings from a highly turbulent economy by diversifying their 401k or IRA into gold, physical gold. It's not too late for you to take action now. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 and get a free info kit 
on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals. With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers, text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898, and get the real help from Birch Gold today. Again, text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free, no-obligation information kit on protecting your savings with gold. Put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us. So you think it'll be appealed or not overruled? Is the I hope it's appealed. You, th- you, you believe it? Yeah. Do you have a view on how it ends? Yeah, I think, you know, as I've said all along, there are two questions. Will the government be able to make out a technical case? Will they have evidence by which that, w- that they could indict somebody on, including him? And I, that's the first question. And I think they're getting very close to that point, frankly. Uh, but I think at the end of the day, there's another question is, do you indict a former president? What will that do to the country? What kind of precedent will that set? Will the people really understand that this is not, you know, failing to return a library book, that this was serious? And so you have to worry about those things. And I hope that those kinds of factors will incline the administration not to indict him, because I don't want to see him indicted Mm -hmm. as a former president. Uh, But I also think they'll be under a lot of pressure to indict him. Because, you know, one question is, look, if anyone else would have gotten indicted, why not indict him? That's Bill Barr at his passive-aggressive Fox best. Um, He's basically indicting Donald John Trump on the air right there by assuming, without facts and evidence, because he doesn't know all the facts, that somehow Donald John Trump did something wrong with those documents. I mean, what what does Bill Barr know that the rest of us don't know? Here's what I know about Bill Barr. Uh, I served with Bill Barr in the Trump administration. He is a classic rhino, Republican in name only. He's a guy who never embraced the Trump MAGA agenda, particularly the trade agenda and tariffs. Uh, he talked a good game on China, but when push came to shove, and I remember very well um, a time when we were in the Situation Room debating a significant action we could have taken towards communist China, uh, Bill Barr went uh, as far south on that as you could possibly go and carried the day for a China dove Agenda. And what I'm worried about here is that Barr is going to be used by the Carl Rove wing of Fox News to continue to attack Donald Trump. I mean, let's face it, uh, Bill Barr left um, under a cloud of anger uh, and worse. Uh, because of the way he felt he was treated by Donald Trump, but it was justified, Bill. You didn't do what you were supposed to do, which was uncover 
the perpetrators of the Russia hoax and indict the SOBs. And you know how I'm talking about. It's Comey, it's Page, it's Strzok, it's Brandon, it's Clapper. Those people, what they're doing is they're making money now going out as surrogates on the CNNs and MSNBCs and other networks. Uh, well, you're sitting there on Fox uh, talking down the president every chance you get. And it's no accident Fox let you on. And it's interesting to know what shows you get on uh, because I think it does reveal this this internal split at the Fox News Corporation, which back in the day of Roger Ailes was a monolith uh, united for the Republican Party and in 2016 clearly behind Donald John Trump. It's been a long time since we've seen that kind of unanimity. Uh, I want to bring in now uh, the great Seb Gorka to get his reflections on uh, the trials of Stephen K. Bannon uh, and possibly Bill Barr. Seb, it's always uh, uh, great to have you on the show. Uh, I'm clearly underdressed to interview you uh, from what we can see here. But um, what, what's your take on all this, my brother? Well, first, I'm very grateful for Steve because he was on my show about an hour ago from New York. He even managed to squeeze in an appearance uh, on our show. Look, uh, first things first, it's absurd. It's de it's absolute show of desperation. The idea that an issue that was so close to his heart, like building the wall, is something that he would bilk Americans uh, out of their money. It's like saying, you know, Peter Navarro is taking money from the Chinese. It's absurd. It, it makes no sense at all. Uh, on top of that, you know, we know who these people are, Letitia James. We know who uh, the prosecutor, Alvin Bragg, are. They are rabid, Soros-funded radicals. Uh, and, and the big take-home of all of this, whether it's you, Peter, whether it's Steve, whether it's anybody else who's been persecuted politically for the last you know, year and a half, 19 months. It's not about the individual. It's about criminalizing conservatives. We have the nadir. We, we, we have this crossing of the Rubicon outside of the building where our founding documents were, were argued, were finally put into their final form outside of Independence Hall. What do we have? We have the man, the alleged president of the United States, called 74 million Americans a clear and present danger. That has never happened in America, and it never happens in free countries, because you can, argue, you can argue with your political opponent, you can get into pretty robust debates, but you don't attack the people who are voting for your opponent. You don't demonize. It's like the great Gina Carano. Why was she fired from Disney? Because she dared to tell the truth in that Instagram quote. The, 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 the Nazis didn't start by building the death camps and the gas chambers. They started by dehumanizing their neighbors. And that's what they are doing right now. So this isn't about Peter. It's not about Steve. It's about anyone who loves this nation. And it is political warfare using police state tactics. But they chose the wrong guy. You're a fighter, but I know Steve better. Steve is the quintessential honey badger. And the honey badger, he don't give a crap. And they've chosen the wrong guy to mess with. Sevi, um, did, did track that the Soros money is is there some connection there between Soros and uh, these uh, these people in Manhattan who have done what they've done uh, 
in the in 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 with Steve. Did you did I catch that right? Yeah, absolutely. When, when you look at the foundations, they look, they're smarter than having a direct line, but the foundations that Soros has funded, the Open Society ones and others, have been very, very aggressive in funding prosecutors like Letitia uh, and like Alvin Bragg. So wh whether it's, you know, in, in Seattle or whether it's in New York, these are the people who create the no-cash-bail systems. These are the people who put criminals back on the streets. These are the prim criminals, these are the leftists, for example, that support insane candidates like Fetterman in Pennsylvania, who has gone on record saying he wants at least a third, a third of the felons in prison to be released from prison. Why? Because they think they can buy votes. It's like having an open border in the South. They think that if you're a criminal, if you're a convicted felon, if, you're, if your skin pigmentation is a little bit darker than yours or mine, then you're going to have to vote Democrat. These, these how big, this is how bigoted and racist these people are. So we, we know, look, Soros has got his own problems. He's got his guilt complex. If you go back to the, the interview, they've tried to deep six. You can find it if you work hard, but if you go back to the interview, where he admits in World War II in Budapest being a collaborator with the Nazi regime going around collecting the goods of his fellow Jews in the ghetto and he smiles he's asked by the interviewer do, do, do you have any any compunction for what you did as a teenager in World War II and he grins and he laughs and he says no of course I don't that that is a pathological problem you have there yeah. now maybe he's trying to wash his soul white by what he's doing today but mark my words he's trying to destroy the country we we love and all of the war room listeners love so in just a minute we have left, um, what's your take on Bill Barr's strategy vis-a-vis <laughs> -vis Donald Trump at this point? What a scumbag. Uh, what an utter scumbag. This guy's a deep stater. Uh, not only was he AG during the Bush administration, he was you know, chief counsel to the CIA, a, a man who was a member of the cabinet who warned us of the danger of a Praetorian Guard in 2019, but now he's fine with a Praetorian Guard rifling through Melania's underwear drawer and raiding you know, a 16-year-old baron's bedroom. This is a deep state skunk. He's worth tens of millions of dollars because of what he did in the deep state. And now he's saying, why, why would you object to a, spe a special master? The special master is a third party individual with a top secret clearance who will look at the documents and say, yeah, that's a big deal. No, that's not a big deal. Why would you block a special master unless you have something to hide? So Bill Barr, you're a disgrace, but I want to know, are you working for your deep state buddies right now in the DOJ? Because it bloody well sounds like it. Well, what was interesting to me with Barr, as I said, when I was listening to his clip on Fox, it's like he assumed that the president had done something serious. In other words, he yeah. he's, he assumes that he's seen the evidence and that, oh, yeah, there's something indictable, but, oh, we better not do that because it's like the passive aggressiveness approach of it. It's like, I, what does he know that we don't unless the DOJ is leaking to him as well as the Washington Post? But, but, but again, remember, this is just one. 30 seconds left, by the way, and, and it, give your social it, media, it, and then we're out. 
Just remember, he's done this before. He told us six months before the election, mail out ballots. That's 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 playing with fire. That's disastrous. And then afterwards, he jokes on the January 6th committee. Ha ha ha. Securest election ever. He's a flip flopping scumbag. Uh, thank you, Peter. If you want to follow me, it's sebgorka.com every day, three hours on Salem Radio. That's S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A, sebgorka.com. We are on True Social, Twitter, Instagram, T- uh, Rumble, show, the video Seb. feed. T- sorry? TV show. What's, what's oh, on? sorry. Uh, Gorka Reality Check every Sunday on Newsmax. Thank you for reminding yes, me uh, every okay. Sunday. Thanks, buddy. All right, my brother. Yeah. You're a patriot. We'll talk soon. Thanks, guys. Mm. Out. Navarro, we'll be right back. Americans are discovering that if we want to change this nation, we have to change the way the marketplace works. Look, woke corporations are seeking to divide us. Big banks are freeing the, freezing the accounts of people who disagree with their political views. And our supply chain is dependent upon countries that actively work against our values, like the Chinese Communist Party. It's time for a change. And that change starts with you and your wallet. That's why I'm pl- proud to partner with Public SQ, the largest network of patriotic, freedom-loving businesses and consumers our nation has ever seen. Public SQ is the first app to connect freedom-loving Americans with their local community and the businesses that share their values. Whether you want to support a restaurant that only buys from local farms, a coffee shop that took a stand against COVID mandates, or a bank that can never cancel you for your political views, Public SQ is your guide. There's also interactive, sensor-free community groups where you can connect with other local members. And here's the best part of it. It's absolutely free to join. Just download the Public SQ app from the Apple Store or Google Play. Create an account and begin your search. You can also list your business for free so your local community can support you. Download the app today. Public SQ. That's Public SQ. Public SQ. Go to the Apple App Store or Google Play. Take action. Do this today. Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us. And why um, it can be freeing to not wear a mask on a plane or a a train um, on the subway, that's fine. But I think we just need to acknowledge that uh, there are still people in communities for whom this is a everyday fact of life that they have to think about. And masking remains an act of solidarity and respect for vulnerable people. That includes people with disabilities, with chronic conditions like asthma, as well as for hard hit communities like Native and Black communities, especially Hispanic communities that have been hit especially hard by this virus. So we need more urgency around treatment for long COVID. We need more urgency around respect for vulnerable communities. And it just doesn't cost me that much to put on a mask for someone else. Absolutely. Yeah, okay, so the five MSNBCites watching that, I think they probably need to go to a chiropractor after that. They were, like, nodding their heads in violent agreement uh, so much. And it, it's a, I can see how somebody might be seduced by that rhetoric. Uh, but but let's see, um, let's bring in Naomi Wolf, the great Naomi Wolf here, and just ask her, like, what what is your... 
immediate reaction to that, knowing what we know now about masks and other things? My reaction is that the people, and we know now that it was and is a giant propaganda uh, mechanism, you know, where these talking points are focus grouped in detail and psychologists, you know, give input about what's going to work and, and, and test and iterate the message. Um, they know my tribe really well. They really do. And it's so, so evil and cynical because the people I know and love on the left, um, if you are told that if you don't wear a mask, you're a racist, or, you know, wearing a mask is a sign of solidarity with uh, hard-hit Native American communities, communities of color, you have no choice. You have to put the mask on. And you can't even engage in critical thinking or debate or discussion. How does this help people of color? Or people of color have been disproportionately affected by the nonsensical, you know, medically uh, unnecessary uh, lockdowns and stay-at-home orders, or people of color are being, you know, are staying away from the uh, damaging uh, and in some cases lethal mRNA injections because they know about a history of being exploited by pharma and exploited medically by government. Um, no, if you're told, you, you know, you're, and I saw another tweet about this, actually, I saw a, a, a professor at a, at a SUNY college, which is especially shameful because this is state funded education saying in my class will mask we're masking to show, to, so we won't be ableist because there may be someone immunocompromised, immunocompromised and by masking, we show that we empathize with uh, people who are not healthy. I mean, this is just like getting into not even related to objective fact or utility. It's, it's I mean, that phrase virtue signaling is overused, but it's become purely semiotics is what they used to call it in my undergraduate days, pure signifier of um, I'm not a racist, I'm not an ableist. And I'm just really angry because the people doing this are hurting, you know, young people, they're hurting their social development, they're hurting their communication, they're hurting their respiration. Um, and, and they're, they're, you know, in the bodies of others, my book, I pointed out that big tech loves masking, because it drives people onto tech platforms, it weakens human strengths of communication, expression, um, and bonding, emotional bonding. So it's a very cynical way to lure, you know, liberal, well-intentioned young people, to, or, or people of all ages to do something bad for them and not helpful to anyone, um, because it, it serves the oligarchs and the big tech. So, so there's no question what the science will tell you is that that although there may be benefits of wearing masks, the costs and risks for the population greatly outweigh that. Is that is that fair to say? Well, um, it's a little bit different from what you just described. 150 peer-reviewed studies now have shown that masks barely make a difference. And the only ones, cloth masks don't make any difference. The only ones that do are uh, N95 masks, properly fitted, et cetera, et cetera. But that's not the point. The point is, you know, uh, Megan Mansell, who actually um, is, is trained and her profession is um, helping people with issues like this, right? Um, kind of environmental health and avoiding environmental hazards. She she points out that the masking rhetoric treats everyone as if they're immunocompromised. And yeah. 
Did we just lose Naomi there? All right, let's try to uh, try to get Naomi Wolf back. Um, Naomi, try again. I see you there. Can talk. See me? Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah okay. Go ahead. Yeah. No. By, by the mean, way. Yeah. I let's because um, I want to. We've got. I want to have time for this. I want to switch gears quickly now because I think we covered the math thing. Um, you, it's it's well known amongst the posse uh, faithful that you were uh, banned in a brutal brutal way by by Twitter. Yeah. I guess more than a year ago, June of 2021. But I guess there's a big reveal about that 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 is even more frightening than the power of social media that came down on you. And could you share with your audience? That uh, against the backdrop of remember Getter's the Twitter killer. Um, right. What? How? How did that come about? There, there's share with that, please. Sure. Well, it is big news, and I have to be a little bit circumspect in how I talk about it per my lawyer's uh, request. But I found out last night, very traumatic to discover that it's not just the CDC that was coordinating. Carol Crawford of the CDC. I, I knew from an earlier tranche of documents released through a FOIA by America First Legal that the CDC had coordinated with Twitter specifically to target a tweet of mine that was not only accurate, but prescient and responsible. Uh, the very earliest journalist to say, hey, wait a minute, women who are getting these mRNA vaccines are developing menstrual problems, menstrual symptoms. It was accurate. It was true. And they suppressed that. And as a result, millions of women were harmed. Um, but I didn't know the White House was involved. And and so last night, to my shock, you know, while I was in a communication with uh, my lawyers, um, they explained, and I can't be too specific about this, but I'll just say that a new tranche of documents released through Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt's lawsuit against the Biden administration um, for colluding with big tech to suppress people's First Amendment rights, which is totally illegal, totally unconstitutional. Um, uh, my tweet appeared again, um, but this time the people who were in that section of communications included senior members of the White House staff. And that is a shock. That's huge news. That's, that's huge news, right. Naomi. That's, that's absolutely huge news. I mean, are we talking... I know, yeah, I need to be circumspect. Are we talking like White House legal counsel? Are we talking Office of Science and Technology Policy, the Domestic Policy Council? Do we know? Can you can you tell us kind of more precisely? Uh, I can tell you that members tasked, White House officials tasked with coronavirus responses were um, okay. this set of exchanges. Okay. Uh, I can't okay. be more specific than that yet. Okay. But um, I can say that apart from the fact that my career was completely turned upside down and I was ejected from a 35-year position as a globally respected nonfiction writer of eight bestsellers and had to remake my entire life as, you know, as a result of that uh, attack, which wasn't just Twitter deplatforming me, but a global smear campaign. Yeah. Um, now know had the White House's input in you know around the discussion, right? Um, in addition to that, uh, what's much more important is what happened to the women of America because a 
responsible journalist. I'm not a terrorist. I'm not bringing in fentanyl from the border. I'm, you know, I'm not a criminal. I'm a peaceful, responsible mom slash journalist, right? Who's, who's spent three decades writing about women's sexual and reproductive health um, and doing, you know, reporting on those issues. Yeah. And I'm doing the same thing I've always done. And the White House colludes with big tech to suppress a conversation, not just me, but um, other people in in these documents around menstrual problems and fertility problems. And now fast forward, millions of American women due to that censorship, pardon me, due to that suppression, due to that coordination, uh, have suffered. I mean, the, the emails I get in my inbox, and I won't go into detail with that because it's so awful, um, but women of all ages are having hellish, hellish health problems as a result of that discussion having been censored and suppressed, uh, which was a public health oriented, responsible and even prescient discussion. And the White House has its fingerprints on hurting the women of America in that way. So so let me let me say uh, let me reach out now to Ari Meltzer. I know you're watching the show because the last time I was guest hosting for Steve Bannon, you, you reported on that. Ari, um, how about CNN, Mediate, maybe Politico? How about doing a story about this and, 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 and connect some of the dots? This seems to be the M.O. of the Biden regime White House, which is to believe they can, can intrude and collaborate with social media. The other, I mean, the thing that, that jumps out immediately to me is what they did to Miranda Devine, where the FBI goes to Twitter and Facebook, probably Instagram as well, and effectively threatens them so that big tech does not print any of the real information about the Biden crime family prior to the November 2020 election, and thereby swings the election for Biden. There, There's analogies here as far away as those topics might be. The central thread here is an administration which has weaponized, weaponized different parts of their government, cities, whatever, in a way which, te- which directly negatively impacts people like you, uh, Naomi. And you've been doing just amazing work highlighting uh, the threats these quasi-vaccines pose to the youth of America, to the women of America, to the existential existence of this country. So you got 60 seconds left. I want you to tell people about your book so that they'll buy it. Tell people where your social media is. And, and I hope you, this breaking news you've just done will be faithfully reported uh, beyond the war room. I dare you, left-wing media, to report this. Naomi, yeah. last words are yours. I won't hold my breath, but thank you, Peter. Um, you know, they should be reporting. It should be front page news everywhere. Uh, not for my sake, but the, for the sake, again, of the women and, and the babies of, of America, the future babies. It goes right to, um, you know, the future of this country uh, in terms of fertility and women's health. Um, my uh, getter, and again, thank God for getter, right, is uh, Dr. Naomi R. Wolf. Um, you can go to dailyclout.io to see all of the 37 reports that these amazing volunteers, I think you were referencing, have uh, produced um, about the Pfizer documents. Um, and the book is The Bodies of Others, 
uh, the new authoritarian's COVID-19 and the war against the human. And that's on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, uh, and so on. And thank you, Peter, so much for giving me the chance to talk. Thank thank you so much, Naomi. We're going to go out of the show with Ben Harnwell in England talking about Queen Elizabeth. Peter Navarro, see you. Homeowners beware. You could already be the victim of home title theft and not have a clue. Some cyber thief may have already forged his name onto the title to your home. Think about that for a second. May already have forged his name onto the title of your home and you not know it. Well, here's how you find out. My partners at Home Title Lock have a special free offer to my listeners. Now go to HomeTitleLock.com. Then simply enter your address for your free, no obligation, home title scan. This is how you discover if a cyber thief is already camping on your home's title. Look, the title to your home is the only document that proves you own it. And once he forges your title, he can take out loans in your home to forge your name, stating that he's the new owner. First things first, let's make sure your home's title is securely in your name. You can do that now by going to HomeTitleLock.com and use my promo code RADIO, R-A-D-I-O, RADIO. Then enter your address for free, no obligation, home title scan. That's a $100 value, totally free. Again, that's HomeTitleLock.com, code RADIO. HomeTitleLock.com, code RADIO. Do this today, take action. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us. Of course, the big news today is the passing of Queen Elizabeth. I want to bring in Ben Harnwell right now. Uh, he is going to be the best person to talk about all of what this means. Ben, uh, welcome to uh, to the War Room. What uh, what's your view of of all of this in terms of the greater significance, sir? Uh, good evening, Doctor Navarro. Um, yeah, well, as a Brit, um, the Queen, see, I'm born in 75. The Queen was born in 1922. My grandfather, who's still alive, was born in 25. Okay, so um, that's three generations of Harnwells. And for, while all of us have been on this planet, the Queen has exceeded us. Um, so there's very, very few people alive in the country that, isn't that hasn't that has memories preceding this 70 year long reign so whether you're a monarchist or you're a republican um whatever your views are on, on the royal family that the presence of the queen herself for such a long period of time has made a dramatic impact in everybody's lives um look my politics are broadly libertarian so if you ask me um, in principle, you know, do I think it, uh, what do I think of the idea of a royal family? I'd probably say, well, look, I I don't quite know what I feel about the royal family. If you ask me what I think um, about the Queen, uh, I don't have anything negative to say. I think she was she carried that role out with dignity, 
um, and humility and professionalism um, in a way that I have not really seen a head of state do in any other country um, or even in the UK going back in time. I think she, she, did, she handled that, that role with an exceptional uh, degree of class um, and the country is going to miss her. We, we don't, you know, I, I'm not necessarily a pessimist, but I do think um, that we're in a, a gentle decline socially, not just basically in UK, but right across the West. We don't mint people like that anymore. So the, the, the way, the, the, the attributes and the character and the formation that she brought to the role as head of state, um, it's, gonna, it's going to be difficult to see how, how those are going to be uh, replaced. So you've got all these emotions going on. Sometimes you think about these things with the heart. Sometimes you think about them with the head. But I, I definitely think, Dr. Navarro, that the Queen represented the very best of Great Britain, both in the way that she conducted herself personally and privately, and also the way that she conducted herself publicly and officially, and also the way that she conducted herself representing the country abroad. What does the succession look like now? And is the successor likely to be more active in the political rough and tumble of British politics? Um, well, King Charles um, III uh, has spent many years, decades, out in the wilderness um, advocating topics which are really front and centre now of, of the progressive establishment mainstream. So his environmentalism, for example, which was back, you know, I don't know, back in the 80s, um, perhaps even before that, you know, it was, it was slightly out there. This is fully mainstream now. That will probably be difficult for people on the centre-right to digest. That's, that's just the way... It goes, yeah, I mean, in answer to your question, um, he has laid out as Prince of Wales, as I say, as, as heir to the throne, probably for 50 years, a certain political platform, internationalist, globalist, environmentalist, um, all the things, you know, that you and I will hate. Um, that said, I can't help but feel that, um, that now that he is king, uh, he will probably tone that down and try and represent all Britons and the political aspirations of all Britons, that is to say, impartially uh, and non-partisan. Because that's one of the reasons that, that Queen Elizabeth II, no matter what your view is on politics or on monarchism versus republicanism, that's why she was loved by the whole country. Um, and, you know, as time goes on, and uh, and people's nostalgia starts to set in. This will be um, very much a, a, a second Elizabeth Elizabethan age. It will be a golden age, just like the first Elizabethan age. Um, and that's due to her per the way she conducted herself as head of state. And I think Prince, Ch I think King Charles uh, will have seen that more intimately and closely than anyone else. Um, and he will try as best as he's able to, um, to imitate that so that he will similarly be loved uh, by Britons. 
Ben, thank you so much um, for staying up late uh, to talk to the War Room. Uh, just give us your social media now, and we'll let you uh, head off uh, to sleep. Thank you, Dr. Navarro. Well, I'm exclusively on Getter. As you always say, Getter is better. That's where I am. It's uh, my profile, um, it, at Hanwell. That's my surname. It's the verified account. Please be aware because there are imitator accounts out there. I'm also on Telegram, by the way, asking for money in telephone numbers. They're not me. My, my, my account is, um, is uh, simply at Hanwell on Getter. And that's where, that's where I am pushing out my analysis 24-7. All right, my friend. Uh, good evening to you. Thank and thank you, you thank so you much Navarro. for sharing on this. God bless. Getter has arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly seven hundred thousand americans every year yes heart disease is the number one killer every year year in and year out heart disease builds over time hypertension high blood pressure bad cholesterol diabetes all of it affects our heart a healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older it is never too early to take care of your heart you see heart disease sneaks up on us you can start in your 30s and when this happens you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60 if you want to take care of of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data 
while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency.